Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I initially met Cliff when he was a quarterback, at Texas Tech for Mike Leach. So as I was out in Lubbock visiting Mike, I was sitting in a quarterback meeting room on, on numerous days during camp, and Cliff was the starting quarterback. And so um, I didn't get to know him real well then. I asked him a few questions, talked a little bit of a ball with him and the other quarterbacks that were in the room, but um, didn't really hit it off then. But that was just when I met him and, and, and uh, was introduced to him. And then as the years went on, you know, obviously he had such a tremendous career uh, as a quarterback at Texas Tech. And then when he got back into coaching, you know, I sought him out as a guy that had had a lot of success. And it was one thing to hear about the offense and learn it from Mike. But I've, I've always found I, I, I really enjoy learning it from guys that actually played in it, particularly the quarterbacks, because their experience as a quarterback in the system was really helpful to me. So at some point, I wound up reaching out to Cliff. I mean, he was at Oklahoma State, and then he goes to Houston. To this day, the Houston offense that he coordinated is still the most prolific in in all history of college football. And then he went to A&M and had Manziel and all kinds of success there. And during the Houston years and the, the A&M and 
Miami years, I got to know him much better. I used to visit him. Um, and, and so, you know, after a while, you know, you're in the business this long, you just develop relationships with people. I always gravitated to, to Cliff Kingsbury because I thought, um, after studying, you know, for four or five years, the top 10 coordinators in college football, his creativity and the wrinkles and the plays that he ran from week to week that weren't part of the base offense had a very, very high success rate. And I just felt like the plays that he ran that were outside the box with regards to, you know, the creativity were really successful, more successful than most. And so I started visiting him. I got to know him better. And, you know, he was very generous with his time. And and I think it directly impacted, I know it directly impacted, you know, the way I, I approach offensive football. Uh, you mentioned that Houston team, uh, which he was a part of to get his coaching career started, and you said it's the most prolific offense in history. I just want everybody to understand, that Houston team averaged 50 points a game and nearly 600 yards per game. And it really was, right, uh, Phil? It was the beginning of really seeing the Mike Leach effect, the spread, the 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 pace in which you were trying to run 90 plus, you know, offensive snaps a game, etc. And that Houston team was unbelievable. I think it went 12 and 1, something like that, lost to Southern Miss in their championship game and then beat Penn State in the in a bowl game and Case Keenum was the starter, uh, had a really good season, but that that team was that's about as I mean we've seen some explosive college teams. You've had some and coached some, you know, at North Carolina, but that team was off the charts. They, they were, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what I got there from Cliff really wound up being um, a good part of what we did at Sam Houston State, where we had some some fun of our own on offense, and I and it just I, I just. Uh, you know, he was a guy that said, listen, this is how people do it in football traditionally over the years. I don't know if that's the best way for our team. We're going to do what's best for our team. And he just was very willing to say, we're going to do it this way because it makes sense to our players. And then they did it. And they were very successful doing it. And I always thought his teams played extremely instinctive football, which I'm a huge believer in. And so I want to teach the players what I need to teach them, what we need to teach them to be successful, but nothing more because I don't want to handicap athletes and guys with speed by teaching them too much. And he, his teams were always so instinctive. And so, you know, I, I, I really just I tried to get as much out of him as I could. And like I said, I mean, he was uh, we developed a little bit of trust and he, he started to share and it was extremely helpful to me and, so as the years go on, you just develop a relationship, and obviously I have a tremendous amount of respect for Cliff. So I want to get to what you think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be in his second go-round in the NFL. But before that, I've got a question for you that is specific to kind of the differences between the NFL and college when it comes to offensive football. Because there are much greater talent 
deficiencies coach in college than there are in the NFL, there are ways to kind of scheme around that. You know, there are offenses that are considered to be kind of equalizers, you know, air raids, spread, run and shoot from back in the day. Um, You know, even the service academies with triple option is a way to kind of give them ch- uh, give themselves a chance to be competitive with teams that are bigger, faster, stronger. How much harder is it to do at the NFL level to have it's not a gimmicky offense, trust me, I'm not referring to it as that, but to have more of one of these kind of for the lack of a better description college offenses. Uh, I can't I can't speak for coach Kingsbury, but I think if you really look at any really good coach who's successful consistently over the years, whether it's an offensive coach or a defensive coach, whether or not they have more talent than everybody else or not as much, it really, truthfully, if a coach is successful in all those different scenarios, it's because he finds a way with his scheme to win with the talent that you have on the roster. And it is really hard when you don't have a lot of talent to overcome you know, the talent gap when you're playing somebody that's so much better than you are. You can close the gap with coaching and scheme, but players really are, are the deal. They're the driving force. Now, on the other end of it, I do think play calling, and I do think that scheme is, is, is uh, drastically undervalued because we all know those teams that are out there that have equal talent to some other good teams, and they underachieve. So you can have a lot of talent on a team, and if you don't do a good job schematically and you don't do a good job coaching them, then they're going to underachieve even though you may have more talent than the team you're playing. I think Cliff is just a great example of a guy that's going to take what he wants to do on offense and get the most out of his players. And much like most good coaches, I think you're going to let the talent base drive what you do on offense or defense so that you can get the most out of those guys. I guess there's a better way to have asked that question and a more direct way to have asked that question, and that is this. Why didn't it work out for Cliff Kingsbury at Arizona, offensively and overall? Well, I was, I was busy coaching my team, so I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't like I was evaluating the Cardinals, but I, but I certainly followed them and studied what he did because I, I respect what he does. I, quick synopsis for me and what little I know about that. I know that the Cardinals improved each year when he first got there. And I think it's really, really hard to overcome in the NFL when you lose a quarterback who is as talented as, as Kyler Murray. And so it, it obviously changes what your capabilities are. It changes, um, obviously, the talent base at the most important position on the field. And and so, in, in my opinion, until that happened, the Cardinals were actually trending in a positive direction. It gets very, very difficult. You know, I went through the same thing this year. We went through the same thing this year with right. with our quarterback. Mordecai, he broke yeah. his hand and yeah. missed five games. Yeah. Uh, it affects what you do. Do you think that part of it is just that he's built to be a coordinator at the NFL level, not a head coach? Yeah, I, I don't feel that way, but I know that anywhere he is coordinated in offense, they have found a way to score points and move the football. Tell me what the offense will look like here in Washington. Best guess when he gets here and and they start playing your games guess, next year. Your guess, your guess is as good as mine. I know you know I'm biased, but I think he has a good quarterback at the moment. Um, and 
I, I don't know what the roster looks like. I don't know what the talent base looks like. So it, it would really be, uh, it, it's just not something I can tell you because I have not, I don't know what sure. he wants to well, do offensively right now, and I don't know what the roster looks like. So that's a, that's a difficult question. Well, yeah. what are the basic kind of hallmarks of a Cliff Kingsbury offense? Uh, distribution to all your athletes, getting the football to all five skill players so that the defense has to defend all five. You know, and and then attacking all areas of the field. You know, the most difficult thing for any defense to do going into a game is knowing that the offense will attack the entire field, and knowing that the ball will be distributed to all five skill players. And, and that makes you have to defend all the real estate and all of the population, and that's hard to do. And I think that's just been a staple of all of his all of his teams. And I don't know that that'll be any different when he's there, but that's. That's really about as much as I could lend to it because without seeing the roster and knowing what he's thinking right now, it's hard for me to speak for him. What have you thought from afar of, or what did you think from afar of Sam Howell's season this year where he got a chance to start for 17 games? Well, so for me, I mean, I look at it a little differently. I, I, I try not to evaluate everything that's around him. You know, I have not coached in the NFL. And so uh, I'm not going to claim to know, you know, what the talent disparity is from one team to the next, but uh, you'd like to, you know, obviously um, be able to sit down and evaluate Sam knowing everything that he has around him. I didn't. I just watched his season and I graded him the same way I did when he played for us at North Carolina, just to see whether he's making good decisions and triggering the ball on time and doing the same things that I expected him to do when he was at North Carolina. And I was actually very pleased for a guy that's never started in the league before. Um, I thought he did a great job. And, you know, obviously you want to surround your quarterback with as much talent as you can. And and hopefully that's the direction that the, the commanders go as they move forward with a new owner, a new coach, and a new coordinator. What would have been the things, and maybe you've already told him this, that you, after grading him this year, thought he needed to improve upon? Well, I, I think any time that it's, uh, you struggle to protect, you know, it becomes a huge priority. It is already anyway, but it becomes a huge priority to make quick decisions and, and quick triggers because when you hold the ball, if, if you hold the ball, it puts more stress on an offensive line if they're not doing a great job protecting you know, then obviously from a scheme standpoint, even from a coaching standpoint, you want to do things to help your quarterback so you can get the ball out of his hand. And, and uh, I, I can't say that was a Sam Howell thing. I, I think that's uh, that's an approach I think a coach, any coach would want to take if their offensive line is having a hard time protecting. And I don't I don't think that was any secret this year. Have you talked to Cliff about Sam Howell? Uh, not recently, I have not. I mean, we, we, we talked heavily about him when he was coming out. Um, and, um, you know, oftentimes I'll ask Cliff to evaluate my guys. I'm, I always want to know if there's something I can do better to prepare my guys, you know, that I'm coaching that are in my room. And so uh, we've discussed Sam, we've discussed Drake May because he played for us at North Carolina and numerous other quarterbacks over the years. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, – from a fan standpoint, I mean, I love Sam personally. I do think he's a very good quarterback, and I'm a huge fan of Cliff, and I think he's an excellent coach. So it's exciting for me if they wind up 
being together this year to be able to watch the two of them on the same team if that's what happens. Let's take Sam Howell out of the equation for just a moment. This is a hypothetical. I understand this, but you are a college football, major college football offensive coordinator and pay attention to college football. Washington has the number two pick in the draft. Uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels are the top three quarterbacks, according to almost everybody at this point. Things can change between now and the end of April. Um, if Washington decided to select a quarterback among those three, which of the three do you think Cliff Kingsbury would prefer? Man, I'll tell you what, I'm not trying to skate your questions, but I have really, I don't know which one he would. He has experience with Caleb Williams, so that that sometimes provides a comfort level, just like I would have a, a, a high comfort level with Drake because I've coached him. And then, you know, and you brought up Jaden Daniels, who's also, you know, highly talented. So I really don't know. I, I have a hard time speaking for Cliff because I haven't <laughs> talked to him about it and I don't know what he'd do, mm-hmm. you know. I, but so it's hard. That's, it's almost impossible for me to answer because I don't know what he's thinking. Well, will Sam, all right, let me ask you. you if, if you were on the clock and it was your decision, which of the three would you pick? <laughs> I'm going to pick Drake May every time because I know him. <laughs> right. Okay. So I, I, you know, I know him, and I know he can do the job. It doesn't yeah. mean the other two can't. The other two are really, really special. They're really special, and uh, but I, I think they're all so close. I think they're all so close in value. I think all three of them are going to help an NFL team. That I would lean on the one that I already have experience coaching because I know his character. I know how obsessed he is with the game. And I know that he can handle the job. All right, last one. Um, will will Drake would Drake May and Sam Howell both benefit significantly um, in a Cliff Kingsbury system because they played in yours? I think there would be a lot of similarities. Absolutely, I think anybody that comes from an offense in this family is going to um, have a comfort level because the approach is very similar. You know, sometimes terminology is different or a specific route or technique is different. But overall, you know, I've had quarterbacks that came here at Wisconsin that came from air raid systems elsewhere, and there was a lot of overlap and, and a high comfort level because the, the similarity and the approach is the same. So, yes, I think they would they would benefit from having been in a very similar system. At the end of the day, though, regardless of what quarterback Cliff coaches and what route or direction he decides to take offensively, it's going to be one that benefits the quarterback and benefits the team, and he's going to be successful no matter who he coaches. Phil Longo, everybody, one of the real outstanding offensive minds in college football today. He's at Wisconsin. And, yeah, the Big Ten season next year. I, I forget which of the West Coast teams Wisconsin plays, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel different starting next year with the league adding USC, UCLA, uh, Washington, and Oregon. Um, that'll, be, uh, that'll be strange. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, uh, and thanks for the insight. You got it. Appreciate the invite. You all have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.